0: Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here, and I made it. He's here. We're in studio. We probably sound a little bit different, too. Hopefully, it's better. Uh, You know, this is kind of a dry run for us from our new setup here. Got uh, Michael, a brand new mic to talk into, so that's going to be exciting for sure. But let's just jump right in here, Mike. Um, you know, the end of the Red Wings season happened yesterday, losing to Columbus. Hashtag shocker. Said nobody, um, but they didn't finish in last. So I guess if we're, I don't know, silver lining, glass half full <laughs> type of situation here. Um, just give me your thoughts on, on where the ring, uh, where the rings, where the wings are here, because. You know, they're going to have probably another top five-ish pick, you know, God willing. So, I mean, it, you get, we talked a couple weeks ago, you know, they're going to have quite a few picks in the first couple rounds in the next two years, right? Mm-hmm. You got some building blocks as so we're finally starting to see some of these young guys that we've been hearing about for so long coming in. But, you know, where is where are you at? Do you think Blash survives? Do you think that, the you know, we're going to finally see a bit of a spending spree in free agency, even though that's totally not Iserman style at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've... I mean, at this point, you don't have anybody else to even trade away. Like, outside of Larkin, what are you gonna do? So, it kind of feels like now is kind of the time where we gotta kind of see the plan surface a little bit more.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think think you're more in a boat of where... What Detroit team can we assert this more? Probably where like the Lions are going to be yeah. in the next like, year or two where you have a lot of draft capital. Mm-hmm. As we talked about, I think two weeks ago, they have, what, like 25 picks in the first I three mean, rounds in the next I mean, two years or something? The last
0: like, report I read for the Lions, we're going to talk about the Lions here in a little bit, but, I mean, they've got a third for sure coming for Galladay. I think they have a fifth coming for... Um, Marvin or Agnew, and then a six for Marvin. Right? Yeah, something that like so that. So they're they're gonna have a yeah. lot of picks. Like so, the, next the Lions are gonna years.
1: have a lot of picks, but the Red Wings have like triple the amount of picks of that. No kidding. Like we said, twenty five picks in the first like three rounds, the next two years or something. Yep. So it's it's a lot of uh, draft capital. So I would expect just like the kind of lines. I don't expect the Lions to be paying for a lot in free agency in the next two years. I don't mm-hmm. expect the wings to be paying a lot in free agency. Right. I think you're gonna kind of do these two drafts, see what you have, mm-hmm. and then go. Okay, if we have. If out of 25 picks you can get three or four good starters Right, is really what the hope is and then yeah. you go okay so we have these four good starters we probably got a couple good guys off uh, mm-hmm. the bench or whatever Right, and then you go okay now in free agency we get those one or two big name guys mm-hmm. to kind of put pull- us over the top to put us right. over the top and that's when you start rolling yeah. so I think they're I don't know if Blash will survives. I would say he probably doesn't. Probably he's this done, year. He hasn't really done a great job this year. Yeah. Even though, looking, I mean, they are 7th from the bottom. They're not, like, totally last. Yeah. But they're, like, pretty low.
0: <laughs> they're um, like firmly out yeah. of the playoffs. Like,
1: they had 48 points at the end of the year. Yeah. You know, the second to last team had 43 points. Right. So, like, they're, like, It's, six, like, two, it's yeah. like
0: two wins and an overtime loss difference, difference right now. Difference <laughs> between, like, five teams that they
1: could have been lower or higher depending right. on. So Maybe
0: this is the year that the ball's bounce in their favor right and the they pucks get, bounce yeah, in the their pucks. pucks i'm yeah. sorry yeah they don't Whatever. play with balls there. stupid
1: um uh, <laughs> yeah uh so i would say i would say Blash will probably leaves are probably gonna get another guy in yeah. and uh, I wouldn't I would honestly not th- like not this upcoming year, the year after, kind of actually where the Pistons actually exactly are. Mm-hmm. Probably not next year, the year after is probably when yeah. you can expect the Wings to start maybe making that wild card yeah. or early playoff <clears throat> appearances again. Maybe. And once
0: again, they're paying for past sins, right? I mean, when you when you kick this can down the road as far as you know, Holland did to maintain the playoff streak and all that stuff, you really you're really paying for it right now. You are in such a hole from a roster perspective from a contractual obligations perspective. I mean, you you really couldn't be in a worse spot. So, Eisenman inherited a hot tank of garbage when he got here, right? With a lot of bad names, a lot of bad contracts. You're paying guys that haven't played for you in two years. So, you're really, really, really just kind of recuperating for that. So, I'm extremely excited to see what Eisenman's going to do. I have a lot more hope for this Wings rebuild than I do the Tigers. We're going to talk Tigers next week and the hot dumpster fire that is because... Um, I think some heads need to start rolling here real quick and in a hurry if things don't turn it around mm-hmm. um, but we'll talk about that next week but yeah it's just an interesting thought you know we got you know we got NHL playoffs coming right around the corner Um you know, you know a team that still amazes me a little bit here. It's a little bit off topic. Is the fact that the Golden Knights are like at the top of the league and they're like two years in? Yeah. It's crazy to me. I'm very interested to see what Seattle looks I'm, like. I'm coming in on the podcast right
1: now to say I will be the biggest Kraken supporter out yeah, there. Uh, if you if you want some positive Kraken news, I will give it to you here uh, yeah, until the Red Wings make the you playoffs. Want to, you want will, us to cover a different team? Yeah. If you if you if you were from the Seattle, I'm a, I'm a big Seahawk guy. Yeah. Uh, Mariners, you know can do whatever they want and i like the supersonics at one point um <laughs> until they went to okc so if if you want some seattle coverage here i can hit you with seattle seahawks I
0: and i can hit you with the kraken knowledge i love it i love the if kraken you, knowledge mike's gonna yeah. come in dressed head to toe in seattle crack yeah. once here. once
1: all their apparel comes out i'm gonna get the star player's jersey whenever the expansion draft happens and mm-hmm. we're, we're going hard onto it seattle kraken sure.
0: baby ride hard <laughs> there we go, go. um You know, let's shift focus here. Let's talk a little bit of Lions news. Um, You know, we talked about the draft last week. Um, You know, we kind of broke that down. Carlos Montrez, still an idiot, but we already knew that going in uh, from the Detroit Free Press. Don't subscribe to the Free if. If you want to read things that are accurate from people, just don't do it. Uh, Just stay here instead. Um, But I do want to talk about two things that happened. First, I want to talk about the Ragnow extension. I think that was a huge move. Uh, Brad Holmes came out last week and basically said, listen, first priority after the draft, um, Frank Ragnow, he's extremely important to us. We want to make sure he's here long term. They picked up his fifth year option a few days before that. And bada bang, bada boom, four days later, Uh, four-year, $70 million extension to Mr. Frank Ragnow. He is going to be a Detroit Lion now through 2026. So he's got this year, he's got his fifth-year option, and then he's got four more years extended onto that. So six more seasons potentially with Frank Ragnow. Um, in my opinion, he's probably the best center in football. You can make an argument. There's probably maybe one or two others at that position. Um, but either way, you know, he becomes quote unquote, the highest paid center in football. I like this deal for a lot of reasons. Number one, you're not really getting into new money until year three of this, uh, deal. Um, and by then probably six more offensive linemen will have probably passed him. Um, you, you keep the band together. You've got Decker through 2024. You're going to have Ragnar through 2026. And you're going to have Panay through 2025. So, you know, you, you've got some big building blocks, not to mention Jonah Jackson, who you hope, you know, can continue to build upon a solid rookie campaign. And then, hell, at this point, just combine me and Mike together. We could probably play right guard for him mm-hmm. um, with the amount of talent that you have on this offensive line. But just give me your thoughts, real quick, Mike, on Ragnar, you know, the extension. You know, are you in favor of paying offensive line big, offensive big money? I know some people get worried about resetting the market when you when you hit a position right. They did it with Rick Wagner a few years ago, made him the highest paid right tackle in the league. Did not nearly work out as well as I think this is going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, just thoughts on the Ragnow extension? Oh, it was phenomenal. Uh, it was like the one thing I really wanted to see. He's was... like your third. He's probably like. I would say, one of your three best players on the entire roster right now. Yeah, If you're probably. looking at it not from a positional value, but just pure you're like, straight, oh, he's yeah. like really
1: good. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at like positional value through the league, he's definitely mm-hmm. the third best probably, even yeah. maybe like second best. There's not yeah. a lot of guys yeah. I would say positionally are higher than he is. Oh, position no. On his no. team. I mean. Like, like you said, he's probably – I would probably put him at like the third best center, maybe yeah. or something. But that's still saying okay, so you're a right. top three center, and right. we don't have many positions. He's that an are- all
0: pro. He's a Pro Bowler. I hate using the Pro Bowl accolade because this is all fan voting. But yeah. I mean, he is an all pro. Yeah. Too,
1: so and um, he's yeah outside of maybe like Hawkinson, you could argue is a high tight end and stuff. Yes. Like He's he's definitely the highest per position player. Oh yeah, on what the team. we have on the roster um, for sure. So he was he was someone, especially when you have. Because, you know, as I just mentioned in the last segment, I mm-hmm. I'm a big Seahawk fan, but mm-hmm. they don't have nearly an offensive line talent like the Lions now do. Um, yeah. Having a strong left t- – both tackles now because you drafted Panay. Yeah. So now you have strong tackle play on both sides. You have a left guard that you, you saw – really good stuff from and yep. you really hope that that just continues upward or Absolutely. even honestly if it's just, stagnant just, maintain. just maintain, maintain where you were i think he was good enough to play well they guard. had that
0: stupid guard rotation last year too which is the dumbest thing ever where yeah. like he was in the starting lineup and then he wasn't you go why are you taking your best interior offensive lineman off the field yeah, it it made no weird. sense
1: uh, and then you're just going to anchor it with Frank Ragnall. Yeah. I mean, he's doing all the calls. Yeah, he, he's doing all the protection all that, work. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think it's phenomenal. Um, you really just secure your offensive line to at least give Golf a fighting chance. Yep. Because you know, like, it's almost the inverse of Stafford where they're like, we're not going to give you the best offensive line, right. but we'll give you, like, Calvin, Golden Tate, Marvin. Right. We'll give you all these weapons, but we're not really going to give you the time. Yeah. Now, Golf's like, all right, we don't have the talent receiver-wise, yeah. but you're going to have a like hell of a lot of time but, yeah, to but find you're gonna somebody. But you're going to have some time and some speed. <laughs> (laughs) to go find somebody so you're you're trying to set them up even though you can't find receivers you're trying to set them up in the best way with a good offensive line and i love it was probably the my favorite thing that the lines did this whole off season, probably. Yeah, I mean, outside I really, of like getting a lot
0: for the Stafford trade. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, I mean, that's as you imagine that that's your first big move as a GM. You trade away the guy that's been your the leader of the franchise for the yes, past twelve team. years, yeah. and you get a haul that includes two first first-rounders. and, and you like, like, all right, cool, and, and, and again, a quarterback a starter, to help you out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was
1: probably my second favorite move, actually. Yeah, I, listen, I think Brad
0: trade. Holmes right now is checking a lot of boxes. Right, I loved his. I, I, did you see his post presser off day three? where he finally they were talking about his the draft and he goes well i'm glad everyone can get off my ass now because i took a wide receiver so you can like and i thought that was hilarious because he's like i don't care what Mm -hmm. you guys think we need you Mm -hmm. know we're we're in a position right now where you just need to take good football players because this roster is pretty garbage all across Mm -hmm. the board um but i I think brad holmes is checking box after box right now right i don't think he he didn't reach for a quarterback Right, he didn't make any crazy move to do something nuts to where you mortgage the future, like the Bears. Right, everyone's given the Bears a lot of credit for getting fields and trading up and doing some of these things, but at the same time, they have no first round pick next year. Right, I think they're missing a third rounder next year for trading up again. I mean, they're missing significant draft capital next year. And in a year where you could potentially have your GM and your head coach fired if you don't make the playoffs, that's a pretty that's a pretty sketchy kind of way to be in right now, right? You know, Cleo Max not getting any younger, so you know it's one of those things where Justin Fields getting to show up early mm-hmm. and, and play really, really well. So I really like what Brad Holmes is doing. I, like I said, he's extending the people that you need to extend. He's bringing in. He hasn't financially committed himself to anybody either. Mm-hmm. That's the best part, right? Outside of Akwara, who you know it, I think is a solid you know, another foundational building block for this team. You're not committed to anybody, really, mm-hmm. you know. So um but we talked about Jared Goff and I kinda wanna pose a question to you, Mike, because, you know, he spoke this week as well. He spoke about it was nice that the Lions didn't take quarterback in round one. It's so kind of a vote of confidence. Um I disagree <laughs> personally. Thank we you. heard rumblings after the fact that um, the Lions were in on Trey Lance, and if he fell to seven, that was probably going to be at least a heavy consideration to be the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly he went three to San Francisco, thankfully, because if they took Mac Jones, I would have died of laughter. Um, well, thankfully is the wrong way to say it. Well, thankfully, exactly. like in like, a, oh my gosh, like we can't really be thinking like this is how oh, this is going to yeah, go. Yeah, Not yeah, thankfully okay. as in, oh great, the Niners are going to be good. Yeah, but, the Niners are definitely going to be good now. Yeah. Um, but... You know, so there's clearly an evaluation of the quarterback position it he was heavily invested in during this process. But um, you know, Jared Goff's gonna be your starting quarterback, right? Tim Boyle or David blah 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 is gonna be the backup, and that's your quarterback situation going into 2021. Um, my question to you, Mike, though, is as our resident quarterback on the show, um, what does Jared Goff need to do, if anything, to convince you that he is the right guy to build around. He's 26, going to be 27. He's mm-hmm. going to have three more years after this on his contract. He's not getting – I mean, he's he's at the top of the spectrum, but two years from now you know people are going to – I mean, Lamar's yeah. going to pass him. Uh, Herbert probably at that point is probably going to pass him as long as he continues his trajectory. Baker's due for an extension. I don't know if it's with Cleveland or not, but there's, there's some – I don't know if the, he gets that money, but he's going to want it, right, if yeah. he plays yeah. even relatively well, especially with a team like Cleveland that's – Dak, roster-wise. Um, Rogers may even get another extension, depending on where he goes, which we're going to hit that again, I think, in a week or two, because this is... It's grand. It's phenomenal. It's fantastic. I, I, I love when shit teams do stupid things. Um and they're, they are don't yeah. don't you don't you look at me you, like that you yeah, know you know players. that was a false statement no, no screw them <laughs> screw them Um, FTP baby but anyway what does Jared Goff need to do to elicit some sort of confidence in you and I know listen we can't put it in wins right now this this roster is far away a great roster right so I'm not gonna say all right well he needs to win nine games mm-hmm. for me to think that because if he wins nine games but he throws fifteen touchdowns and twelve picks. That's clearly not a recipe for success long-term, mm-hmm. right? Other things clearly had uh, – DeAndre Swift clearly ran for 3,000 yards yeah. that, if that happened. Um, with this offensive line, it could be possible. Um, but what does Jared Goff need to do to, to kind of get you to be on the bandwagon of, you know what? Maybe he's the guy. Maybe we can win with him under center or in shotgun. Yeah. Uh, what does he have to do? Uh, if anything, that, I mean, that, if that you're totally like, question. if you're not on it, you're like, listen, they need to go get a quarterback in the next two drafts. I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm totally with you. But it, is okay. there anything he can do?
1: I, I, I don't necessarily think there is anything he can do. I think we talked about it. All fair. I yep. think if he threw like a like a crazy like a thirty five and ten stat line touchdown mm-hmm. interception, that you would be like you'd feel better about yeah. like your position. I mean that's a really good year. That's a very that's good year. I mean, good but Lord. you know, but I would say that I think no matter what, I think they go quarterback next year. And the reason I say that is because I think they're gonna look at this situation and they want to build kind of like how. The Rams, and more importantly, how the 49ers are built right mm-hmm. now, where you go, okay, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, but he also has a potential out next year.
0: Yep. So you go. He's got no. He's got no. They can cut him pretty much any time and have no cap penalty. Yeah, exactly. It, it's crazy.
1: So for like someone like the 49ers, where it's like, okay, so we drafted Trey Lance, we have this team around. Mm-hmm. W- Either it's Garoppolo or Trey Lance, right. that's ready to go. You sit him for a year, and then you go, all right, we cut him on his out where he gets no dead cap. Yep. You send him away. Now Trey Lance is our guy. We don't pay him anything, and mm-hmm. we have all these weapons everywhere, mm-hmm. and defense is great, and let's roll. I think that's where the Lions are going to roll. It's almost no matter – unless golf throws for, like, 50 touchdowns and has, right. like, an MVP year, I think it's going to be, okay, you were a great, like, transitional piece for two years. Mm-hmm. You draft, you know – Riddler from Oklahoma, or yeah. whatever, whoever you want. Whoever, Sam, whatever. whatever yeah, of North Carolina. Howell, yeah, there's yeah. a whole bunch. There's like three or four quarterbacks near yep. the top of the board for next year. Yep. And you go, okay, whichever one you rate higher, because you're probably going to be in the top threes. Or you're probably going to get whoever mm-hmm. you want, basically. Right. And it kind of comes down to you pick whoever you want. Golf plays that second year the whole way through, and you let this kid sit. Yep. And then you go your potential out where you have to you can cut golf for like f- five and you get million, like five million five dead million cap, cap or whatever, yep. and then you start that new quarterback. By then you've used. Three first-round picks. On other positions. On other positions. Right. All your
0: seconds and your right. extra thirds your and everything. scheme is fully in place. Your scheme's fully in right.
1: place. You have all your... You have, you a have great offensive off- line. Your offensive line is going to be phenomenal because yep. you're going to probably find a right guard in the next two years. Yeah. If Stenberg doesn't work out or whatever. Right. And you have a full offensive line for like two more years after that. Mm-hmm. And if Swift works and you can find... Like the team... Will be like fully assembled almost at that point, and you right. go. You could om- like they want to get to the point where you can throw just about any quarterback in there and work. Correct. So it's like okay, I, there's like the one thing where it's like well, golf isn't really going to be making that much if you think about it comparatively. Right. But right. it's like, but if I can also have what's it, Sam Howell or whatever yeah. from UNC, and he's making A seven fraction. million dollars, yeah, right? And golf's making 30 yeah. and they can do about the same thing. It goes, right. so I'm gonna take Sam Howell, use yeah. that twenty three million just to add Allocate, another pace right. exactly. to the linebacking crew or something sure. and then roll. So in the long term, I really don't think there's a way. Like unless he golf like has the craziest year ever and goes yeah. through, like an MVP type year. Right. I don't think golf stays because I think the long term future is he's transitional, you're gonna get a new guy. Mm-hmm. pay him less, have a good team around him, and then right. roll. Kind of like the 49ers are. Right yeah,
0: now. I've you know, I'm not as... You know, against it, but I do think that what he's gonna need to hit to elicit any sort of at least fan support is he's gonna need to have that Stafford year where it was like thirty-two and twelve, yeah. like thirty-two touchdowns, twelve. And I just don't think a. I don't think he's got the weapons. Number one to no, do I it. No, I don't think so um, And two, I think they're gonna be so run heavy, especially early on in the year with all, this offensive line. I I can't imagine the amount of sweeps they're gonna run to the right side with Sewell running downhill. Yeah. I just I didn't know for a fact that it's going to be like the third play of the of the year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I think he's got a little bit going against him, quite frankly, right? They didn't go get that shiny new wide receiver um, in the first round. They didn't go get Jamar Chase. They didn't go get Jalen Waddle. So because of that, you know, you're really putting an emphasis on things. But, I mean, he's got some input on the offense. I'm not going to close the door on it because, no. like I said, there's a lot of benefits to having a guy that's, you know, done it at a somewhat high level. Um, I just don't think he's going to be able to do it, I guess is is the thing. Yeah. Like, I just don't think he is put in the creating, quote-unquote, the best position to succeed. They're going to give him as much uh, from an offensive line perspective. They've invested, right? But yeah. that has nothing to do with Goff. That's mm-hmm. just smart yeah. team building. Well,
1: what I think, so, yeah, so, like, projectoring down the line, I think that right. they hit, like, so you have your offensive line. And they have fast receivers and right. good receivers and fast receivers right. though. And I think this year it's going to be kind of whatever. He'll throw like mm-hmm. twenty four touchdowns. I think if he throws if, if he throws like over twenty
0: five touchdown passes this year, I go okay yeah. with this but, receiving core. I yeah. think you may have. I
1: think some. next year you're going to draft your quarterback. But I think also. If not first round, probably in the second round, you're probably yeah. gonna draft whoever great receiver you think. Like if there's like a Bateman from Minnesota right. next year's draft, right. you're gonna try to get him or something. Just to give you him have, a you have the second round.
0: You have the other first round pick. And you have the
1: other first round, I think they might go defense that. well, But I that's mean, yeah, but sure. that's that's next year. That's a 28th, right. so that could be anything at that point,
0: probably. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's true.
1: But I think that they go wide receiver, defense, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that second I think that second year is more telling because I think you're gonna have a quarterback sitting behind, but if golf With more weapons and more developed team is okay. Now you're nine and nine and eight with seventeen games. Nine and eights, yeah. Or you're ten and seven with this Mm -hmm. team because of how much better we got. Okay, maybe we can roll with you. But I think if he's
0: costing you games
1: and it's like six and.
0: Well, I think it's the Jameis Winston effect a little bit, right? Like we talked about this off air. Okay, if he goes and throws thirty touchdowns, that's great. But if he's throwing twenty eight interceptions, yeah, that's. We're dead. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think the I do think the ratio is going to matter quite a bit. Like, if if you're not necessarily winning us football games, I think the Lions would almost be okay with that, right? Like it's similar to your point. Like Garoppolo's never gonna win the 49ers a football game on his own. He just doesn't do it. That's not what he does, right? They could have won a Super Bowl with him not playing, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um you know, they won an NFC championship game and the quarterback threw twelve passes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but on that same notion, right, I do think that Goff is he's like just knowledgeable enough to be dangerous in the IT world, right? Where you know just enough to mess stuff up really yeah. badly. Um so I do think that is probably a bigger threshold is are you costing us football games? What is the turnover differential, right? If you've got 14 picks and 6 fumbles, all right? Now you're like, man, you got 20 turnovers on the year and you've only threw 22 touchdown passes. That's not us. That's not a line we can live by, yeah. right? We can't afford, especially with the way the defense is set up as it currently stands to put Our defense out on the field an extra 22 times, mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to be holding on for dear life as is. So, yeah. I'm very interested to see. I, I know, listen, either way, he's probably going to be your quarterback for at least one and a half to two years, right? Mm-hmm. We kind of know that going in. If he can recapture some of the magic that he had two years ago when they made that Super Bowl run, or is it two years, three years ago, whatever. Okay. Um, you know maybe maybe there is there is i i'm not closing the door on it i just think the door is only cracked open i yeah. guess is kind of where i'm at with it right now just thought i'd bring that up there because you know i think people are interested to see what golf can do i think i'm in, i'm very interested to see what this offense is going to look like cuz I don't know if it's going to be good, but it's going to be different, that's for sure. So, it, it's going to be interesting. Just thought I'd bring it up now because, you know, we're we're getting close, right? We're right around the corner from the season starting. We're going to have a pre- I think this is the first time I've ever looked forward to preseason because mm-hmm. I want to see what the hell the team's going to look like, mm-hmm. you know. So, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I, I'm I'm excited for it. Knowing the, for the fact that our probably our threshold is about four games, so next yes. week we're going to do the schedule release for the NFL. Yeah. So and I will I will do my deep dive as always because yep. I care yep. about all teams. Mike is going to do what he does best, which is. Um
1: Inform everyone what games you should be watching. Exactly. And right. None and we're of those probably be the gonna pick the
0: a Super Bowl winner, so you don't even need to watch the season if you don't no. want to. Well so. that that's usually a later Yeah. I don't know. I might we might throw it in. Just, uh, off, just as, it as it the rosters stay right now, yeah. like oh. know, how are the Lions somehow gonna back okay. their way we'll into a wild card season? Where's
1: Kyle? Where's Kyle? Where's Jared Cook? <laughs> He's
0: not here. Dance was hot takes. <laughs> All right, let's shift focus here a little bit here. Uh, we, talk, we We said last week we we're going to talk some NBA action, so let's talk about it. Right, We're on the cusp of the NBA playoffs. I told Mike that there was something I wanted to talk to him about what LeBron James said. He's come out now and said a couple different things, so I'm very interested to see his takes. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, though, um, is a comment he made about two weeks ago where he basically said, I'm never going to be 100% again. Right, and no, he's like full, full, you know, this is who it is. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be 100%. As a LeBron fan, I'm not going to say you're a Laker fan because you're not a Laker fan, you're no, a LeBron fan. If like He, he can be playing for, you know, the G League, and you would be like, that's my team. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> Whoever they are. The Grand Rapids drive or whatever. Yeah. Um, But, you know, does that concern you at all? Or is that just more of like a wake-up call that, hey – Clocks ticking, yeah, and I think people need to start maybe appreciating the fact that he's still playing at the level he's playing at while we still have it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's definitely the latter. I yeah. think he's kind of like man, like I think I think this it's, what, a, it's what
0: the second most significant injury he's had. Yeah, he, he had the groin right. Yeah, he had the groin ago? two years ago, yeah. uh, and those are the only two like really Mi- where he's like like, like missed, missed extended. Time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right.
1: Um, I think I think this is one of those like, hey, like 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 you like you said the latter where it's like hey I'm not going to be here for like mm-hmm. 10 more years mm-hmm. so like and honestly when you look at the NBA when he hasn't been there it's kind of like who who do you watch like who right. are you rooting again like yeah exactly like, it's, it's like, like it's, you don't it's really it's all of a sudden
0: well it's like there's a hush tone where it's yeah. like he's gone it's like, oh, we're free. Oh, yeah. we can go play. Like, we don't got to worry yeah. about this Grim Reaper hanging around us ready to yeah. kill us in the Western it's Conference. Gonna, it's going to be,
1: like, the one weird thing when Brady finally retires in the NFL, NFL. And it's going to be, like... You know,
0: so that's not a shoe-in for yeah, the Conference so now, so now you don't really know who's going to be yeah. in the Conference. Because I guess he's guess Mahomes? Always, yeah. Right? Like, he's yeah. going to be the new guy. But the yeah. I NBA mean, doesn't
1: have the new guy yet. That's yeah, the right. problem. Exactly. Is they really hope it's Luka and they or really Zion. hope it's Zion. Yep. But neither one of them so far don't have the teams or no. the ability to, like get yeah. to there yet and so they're like I think people are now like once he said it people freaked out and they're like maybe he doesn't like he doesn't have that much time left yeah, like, like maybe everyone's he,
0: like mean he's not going to play until he's 48 like, and what? they're like no. they're like, who are we going to criticize every right. time and yeah like, exactly so I, gonna I think he's going to
1: slobber over every game who am I going to slobber i just kidding,
0: so- uh, you're kicking stuff and uh, breaking stuff. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I
1: think it was just like a wake up call. Be like, hey, I'm not. I don't think people try to say it's like an excuse of like, oh, they're not going to win the title because he's not 100%. I don't think it's that. No, I think I he's, he's going to come either. in and do everything he can. I
0: think Brady would say the same thing. He's like, I'm not 28 anymore. Yeah, exactly. I'm, just, I'm not able to it's do thing. It's like, the same I can't, I can't
1: run around the pocket all the time because right. I'm just older right. now yeah. like and I think Le- the way LeBron's we just telling you like hey I can't you know put up 50 points a night anymore because I just don't have the ability
0: to right but I'm gonna do everything I can to still win right but he's not 100% I just thought it was so. an interesting take right because I think that's the first time in a long time you see it but people don't want to admit it right yeah. like far I mean shoot Far couldn't admit it for four years you know what I mean yeah. it was one of those things where he's like well I could you know I still think I'm playing at a high level I was like dude you're not playing at a high level no. you know what I mean it's just time to hang oh, it up right it. so but it's just one of those things to where to see the openness where he's like, listen, I'm just gonna be blunt and honest, right? I am not 26 yep. anymore. I'm not even 30 mm-hmm. anymore. You know, it's a it's a totally different way. I have to do things differently. Yeah. I have to stay in game shape all year because if not, I'm dead. Like yeah. it's just how it is. Um the other thing I want to talk about though is his comments on the play-in game, because he came out before this, and he was like, "Yeah, I like to play in the, like the whole system and whatever." Yeah. And now that they're in it, he goes, "Well, this is dumb." <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, thoughts on where the Lakers are at because the, if if they for whatever reason are like the eight seed, mm-hmm. right after the play-ins and blah 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 blah. I think they're going to be the first time ever an 8-seed is going to be heavily favored over a 1-seed. And I don't even think Vegas is going to know what to do.
1: Yeah. No, you know, Vegas will have no idea. Yeah, These betting odds are going to be like... Wait, what do be like Because yeah. like, so if, like,
0: wait, the 1-seed once like got money for it question mark yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the, the betting odds are gonna be like i
1: guess we're gonna go lakers favorite but right well you can't favor the eight seed so it's gonna it yeah. might be like the smallest fa- it, Yeah, it might be like one of those where they both have negatives and like yeah. it's like it's like neither one of them are favorite it's kind of right. like a neutral thing like, either way I you gotta guess. bet
0: a lot of money to win very little <laughs> yeah exactly because we don't know who's gonna win right
1: um which will be the Lakers? Um, yeah. but, <laughs> sorry, Phoenix. Yeah, my yeah. Sorry, it's really unfortunate <laughs> for you guys. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's just so interesting that he just goes, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the playing
0: game, and I'm like, do you but think now it's, that it's, you're in it, it ties into the fact where he's like, listen, man, I'm old. I don't need to be playing two extra playoff yeah. games before I got the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't
1: think it's the best look because I think. He, like going he definitely into the year, he, he was definitely like,
0: went one way and then flipped. His oh, no, 100 because <laughs> he was like early in the season. He goes,
1: There's no way with Anthony Davis healthy all year that, like, yeah. we're gonna be anywhere near the playing right. Game, so, so, i don't great care. for those teams, yeah. yeah. And then he goes, Oh, now that you know, we're we missed 30 f- games, and we're firmly like, firmly in it, too. Yeah. Like, I
0: don't even, they don't even have the tiebreaker over Portland right now, no, right? They don't. So, they're like firmly in like the seven yeah, seed, right? So, yeah, so they're firmly in the seven. They have to go like two games above
1: Portland, I believe, to like. Mm-hmm. Get over them, and right. I don't think that's gonna happen. That's I gonna think that's basically in the playing game. Yeah. Um, it's gonna give the playing game so many good ratings, though, because everyone's gonna yeah, want to watch LeBron lose. It, personally. Um, yeah. But yeah, getting in the playing game sucks, but I don't think that, like, it's because like he seemed worried about it, which like made me a little worried. I was like, are you not gonna be ready for the play in yeah, game? Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Are like, you just not gonna are you play it? Like, is this how you, it is now. I'm like, yeah, is if, you, to- <laughs> if you
0: don't play the play-in game, then like the Merkle Casino's not gonna be open yeah, this my, year. Mike's gonna be like, right, this is fine. You're just gonna throw away the whole NBA playoffs that I can't watch now. Thanks a lot, you jerk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: uh yeah, I'm not worried. I think they I think I think it's a it's a ploy to get them and the Clippers in the conference championship.
0: Yeah, I you know, we talked about this off air too. It only benefits the NBA to. Have a team like this, quote unquote, struggling in order then just to go, oh, okay, and they're in, and now it's everything's back to normal. Well, I think, I
1: think for if you're a conspiracy theorist out there, which I'm not, but if you think like sports are rigged or sports or whatever, definitely think the NBA um, is a little rigged. It can be, yeah. Um, but if you're one of those people, I think this playing game, I don't think it was meant to do this originally, but now no, it will. Be no, too, they're like, oh, is, they're missing time. So, well. so the Clippers are going to probably be like the three or four. Yep. And so that's an awkward matchup because you don't know where they're going to be. So I think the Lakers, once the, once they're set next Sunday, the playoffs are going to be set outside of the play in. Mm-hmm. They're going to go, okay, Clippers are three. Mm-hmm. That means we can't be the seven because right. if we win, that means we have to play the Clippers in the second round. Right. That's the one team they don't want to play. So I wouldn't be shocked if they lose the first play in game mm-hmm. to go fight for. For the eight seed to then play the two seed, play the play the one seed, and then play the four, would be like Denver or whatever, so they can skip the Clippers to the conference final, and vice versa. If the Clippers are the four seed, then they're like, all right, we're gonna win the first one, be the seven seed, so we can skip. I think it's like a. Little ploy to be like,
0: we want to get that matchup. We want the, we want the match matchup,
1: square. but we don't want the matchup in the first round. No, we no, want the we matchup in the conference to, okay, finals. Right,
0: where who's going to the finals to play to play Milwaukee or whatever? It's the whatever. Sixers yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. not not Portland. Yeah, no, it's not Brooklyn. Okay, let's just talk about it now because Mike Mike just had the biggest grin on his face. <laughs> he's covering up the microphone because he's dying. Let's just talk about the elephant in the okay. room for a second because we've talked about this off air multiple times. Yeah, um, so I'm just going to make a declarative statement for the both of us and say uh spoiler the brooklyn nets are not going to the nba finals Mm -hmm. and also spoiler that also means they're not winning they're not even gonna win they're not even gonna they're not going anywhere this Mm -hmm. is going to be the la clippers of last year okay and the number one reason for me and I don't know about Mike because Mike does a lot of deep dive on the roster builds and who's going to play who and the matchups and all that good stuff. But I just know watching games that they've played, even against like the Pistons, if the Pistons are putting up 118 against you, you have no chance to stop a team that has legitimate playmakers. The Pistons don't have a number one star, right? There's mm-hmm. a collaboration of young dudes just playing their butts off. Um, when you're playing Giannis and Ben Simmons and Embiid – Andrew Holiday and Jason Tatum and I'm not I mean I'm throwing Boston and I don't think Boston got a shot but the point is is that you when you play guys like that though that can take over basketball game I'm not I didn't even mention anybody in the west now, that's the sad part there's no way you, you, you with Durant and Harden I'm not even going to throw Kyrie in there because stop it it's you're not you have to put up 200 points you can't stop anybody mm-hmm. well that that's my thing is it's, uh, people
1: think that when Harding comes back it's gonna like fix their problems and I go Actually, it's just like, going to exacerbate no, it. Because right now, you have, like, Bruce Brown in the starting lineup. Right. And you know what Bruce Brown is? A pretty, facilitates. pretty good defender. Yeah. And a facilitator yeah. and stuff. But, like, he's yeah. a very good defender. He's a very good defender. You know yeah. what James Harden is? An awful defender. Yeah. So you're going to well, replace. Along with Kyrie, who's yeah. also an awful like, defender. Like, usually, like, like when Steph and Clay play together, it goes, okay, Clay takes the best offensive threat. Right. And, 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 uh, and Steph is like, okay, I'll just take the other guy. Yeah, usually, right. most teams, like, if, if it's, like, when they played Portland, right. Clay's like, okay, I'll get Damian. Right. You, you get CJ McCullum, right. because CJ's not as deadly. And you can yeah. just stand McCullum there. McCollum and-
0: doesn't do anything off the dribble. Yeah, right. like he
1: can shoot and he dribbles right. a little just bit. But like Steph, just up. stand yeah. there and right. hope what happens. Um, and it's kind of the same thing where right now Bruce Brown's like, okay, Bruce Brown, you're going to take Drew Holiday. Kyrie, you take DiVincenzo right. and let it roll. But then when Bruce Brown leaves the lineup and James Harden comes in and goes, okay, you're going to be playing the Sixers. Who's taking Ben Simmons? Uh, uh who's James ta- Harden. Yeah. Right. Who's taking Embiid? Who's taking Embiid? Gavin Durant? Oh boy. Good, yeah, okay. So that's that's where I see the problem is. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna and the problem is too is they had an opportunity uh, a week ago, to try to get the one seed by beating Philly and the Bucks twice. Right. And they lost all three of those games. Now they're the three seed. Right. So now they don't have home court advantage when they play the Bucks in the right. second round. Yep. And they have to play the Bucks in the second round. Yep. So instead of like the Sixers' road, they're going to go uh, Charlotte, uh, Atlanta, and then the winner of Bucks Nets, right. which is like, okay, easy win, probably sweep and then right. you hit actually a tough game your first tough series right. the bucks and milwaukee to a certain extent cuz they both had pretty tough first rounds yeah. are going to go miami boston yep. which is which a pretty tough outs for, yeah, both for of them sure. yeah, and then they have to play each other right. just to then play the sixers right. so they're, they're really going to be gonna, beaten yeah, down yeah by the their time teams they get are going to be beaten down by the time they play the sixers and yeah. the sixers are going to be like all right we swept two teams let's just see what yeah, we got exactly. we're fully Here healthy we so uh, that's why I like If the Nets were the one seat, I could go Okay, they won't right. play anyone till the conference final And then yeah. all they have to do Is beat the Sixers Maybe yeah. They they can't stop Giannis inside We watched no, it twice uh, Yeah, it's not happening um, and, well, they, it looks, and and beat's just better And so. I think the other
0: thing too We have to put into this And this is not a knock um, But the NBA has this fascination With hiring ex-players To be head coaches Thinking that it's going to make This magic transition um, Jason Kidd Derek Fisher We've seen it It doesn't work Ty Lue Yeah <laughs> He still has a job somehow. Um, (laughs) I can't imagine, but it's fine. Um, but Steve Nash, right? And, and I don't understand how NBA executives think. Well, he was a smart basketball player. That means he's going to be able to be a coach. I've never understood how it doesn't work like that. A lot it can, mm-hmm. but it does. It's not a shoe in. So, and we saw it a couple years ago when Steve Kerr finally had to make some adjustments in that Cavs series. They had no answers, right? Kyrie was going off at the time. LeBron was doing his thing. They didn't have any answers defensively to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw. I think Steve. Has then grown as a coach mm-hmm. because I think he's co This is his probably his best coaching year. Yeah, is because they're going to make the playoffs with a beaten down, a kind of broken roster in a lot of respects. No clay, Dre is useless. So they're they're going to they're doing. This is his best coaching year, yes, right? Hundred Steve Nash in a game six, game seven scenario. Gotta have it. Need a stop, not a score, but a stop. What are you going to do to then get that stop and then go put it in and mm-hmm. say, besides, give it to Durant? Yeah. Like, that is the thing where I look at, you know, some of these like – Brad Stevens, the um, the Eric Spolsters of the world, right? Like, that Miami Heat team did not have more talent than Milwaukee did last year, mm-hmm. but they played a different style of ball, and they were coached, and there was a scheme, and there was an emphasis put on things to, you know, accentuate the positives yeah. here. I don't think Steve Nash has that. Yeah. And they don't have a coaching staff. Either. Like, Jawan Howard is clearly not the best X's and O's guy, right? Mm-hmm. We knew that going in. But he's assembling a whole staff of guys that are what they are. They're mm-hmm. offensive and defensive strategists. Name me a guy on the Brooklyn bench right now that's going to call that play. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do <laughs> they it. They have a—who's uh, Houston's old coach? Oh, yeah, D'Antoni. D'Antoni yeah. He's yeah. great defensively. Yeah, I, I remember all those good defensive teams yeah. that you know, D'Antoni had. Yeah. And oh, the, like,
1: the last point that's not even on like Koji, it's just player on Brooklyn that bothers me is – the last 4 years when kevin durant was on the warriors yep. it was always god he is so good offensively right. and now i go yeah cuz you know what he didn't have to do play defense no cuz he's, like, oh, yeah. he's on the greatest team ever <laughs> and they have like he's playing this cavs team with just lebron and goes yeah. it's not hard to put andre igudala draymond green and himself switching on lebron yeah. and that's the only guy you have to worry about right. now yeah. you're playing teams where it's like Who's going to guard Giannis? It has to be KD. Mm-hmm. So now you're watching KD get tired. And KD's right. like, man, and then playing, yeah, playing right. defense and having to do all the offensive load mm-hmm. is really difficult. Yeah. Like, no, it's yeah for sure. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and, and people are like he's start, he's like starting to realize, and Kawhi had to deal with it the last couple years too, where yep. it's like I have to really carry the workload on on mm-hmm. offense, and it's like man, my defense goes down because of it. I go yeah, because you don't have <laughs> unlimited stamina to just go run up and down the court and do everything. Right. So KD's finally like hitting that like wow, mm-hmm. the Warriors were just. A stacked
0: team and yeah. I didn't have to do as much. And yeah. now it's like, I have to do a lot more. That look at the consistency and- aspect of it too, right? Like I don't know game to game what I'm going to get out of Kyrie Irving nah. straight up. Right? Like I'm, I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I think he's a talented dude. He's if He's on the talented. Pistons. He'd be the best player by far, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, he's not a traditional point guard, right? So he doesn't help you facilitate a lot of times, mm-hmm. right? He's hot and cold offensively. Can't play defense really. Um And then Harden same, you know, Harden, I think, is more consistent offensively, yes. but his defense is utterly atrocious, mm-hmm. you know, and he's going to kind of have to be the facilitator for the offense almost, yes. and that's not really his game either because he plays so much isolate. It's like, that's why it didn't work in Houston with mm-hmm. with him and, you know, with him and Westbrook. So it's like, it's a weird combination here. Um, give me a team, though, before we switch topics here to WrestleMania Backlash before we review that show, um, the the highlight of the show, clearly. Um you know, give me a team that maybe we're not talking about that could be potentially a, a real problem either out or a team that could maybe make a run that we're not thinking of, right? Because if you look at, like, the teams, like, we know the Clippers and the Lakers and probably the, in Brooklyn, but the three teams that people are, like, legitimately like, I'm really excited to see what those teams do. they got all the star power in the world, blah, blah, blah. Is a team like Phoenix or Utah a team where you go, listen, if if, you know, the sun hits the right angle... <laughs> Maybe maybe they can make a run at it, and we're we're talking about them in the conference finals, and oh maybe and having a shot.
1: I would say who's
0: the, our Miami Heat of this year? I, I think guess? the I think the only team,
1: and it's only pure based on matchups, yeah. and their team might have a slight chance of doing stuff against the right matchup is Dallas, okay, with Luca, mm-hmm. because as it stands right now, see the first round they would play. Uh, De- uh, Denver right. and, and I Denver's go beat you beat up and Denver's beat up so you right. have like a shot even though Jokic is playing out of his right. mind but Luca also plays out of his mind so they're both gonna like cancel each other out right. and you have Porzingis on one side so maybe you have a, a shot at winning yeah um and if they beat them and the Lakers don't end up being the 8th seed then you're gonna play Utah in the second round and you go Utah's a little beat up they're playing well but like again Luka right. goes crazy in the playoffs for some reason so right. I could see them making a slight run um, also, Miami Heat on the eastern side could probably make a run. Oh, yeah. a really, I'm still a, waiting
0: for them to come back to whatever yeah, they. Yeah, like captured they're they're last a very talented season. team. Yeah. They're going
1: to be playing. Um, uh, God, I can hope Pro- Brooklyn in the first round. That'd be
0: phenomenal. Oh my gosh, that um, don't laugh when you think. Oh, yeah, maybe I don't that's, like. Right? I'm like that's the end of that run, right? Uh, yeah, there. literally. Um, Just saying. Uh, if they, like
1: that's that's my pride and joy. Uh, so maybe my maybe Miami could make a little run if they get the right matchup. Like I don't think they could beat the Bucks again. I think no. Giannis is playing way too good. Well, and Drew they,
0: Holiday adding to that really is helps. So good. It's like an it's like a true. And second I don't think they could beat X Philly, factor. but if
1: they get if they honestly if they get Brooklyn and they get like the nice little some mm-hmm. nice
0: matchups, they could make a little run. Yeah, but. Real quick, before we shift focus here, I want to propose a hypothetical to you, okay? You're not going to like this, by the way. Okay. How angry am I going to be? Pretty bit, Pretty bad. So, I'm going to give you a, a scenario, okay? Brooklyn loses in the first round, okay? But the Lakers lose those playing games and they don't make the playoffs. That's That happens in the same scenario. Or, or, right, Brooklyn makes it to the finals and plays the Lakers, and you got a 50 50 shot. Oh, see, here's, I had this thought in the shower today. <laughs> so either they're both out early, and you can't, and it's like, well, they're both overrated, or yeah. two, they go to the finals, and you only have a 50% chance yeah. that the Lakers win. I, I can't rationalize myself because this is, this is, and, he, I, and I, LeBron I, loses to Durant. Like, that's I can't, how the, I can't, the I, can't would I, be, right? I
1: can't be hypocritical with my thought on this. Yeah. Um, so I would say go to like finals. both teams go to the finals yeah. because I think anyone that thinks not going to the finals right. is so- better is a crazy person and should not watch sports ever again. <laughs> um I had this debate with Kyle the other day about Michigan basketball. Ouch, and I was like, would you rather your team lose in the national championship or like where they lost and he goes, well the national championship like you lose I'm like, no, you no, should you should battle. always say national championship. Right. Because losing in the Sweet 16 is stupid.
0: Yeah. So the the well, thought of why, like, yeah, the, like, like the thought Uzo of losing has in the, the reputation he has. He yeah. All those final fours like, Yeah. Like
1: the I'm the like I'm like losing in the play in
0: like he gets crucified. I feel like worse than if you lose in the finals. Like if you lose in the finals to the Brooklyn do think, Yeah. Do you think it's just? Be, I think it's because of the fact that, um, you know, you're lo- you're losing. It's like everyone's watching, right? But like, if I guess. You, but I I would agree with you. If you lose in the play it's like okay, you didn't even lose the best team. Yeah. You point. you lost like, to the
1: right? Warriors and then right. Memphis who.
0: Law got swept just, by the first. I'm games. just saying if
1: I, I'm if, if, giving myself a 50 50 shot because if he does beat Brooklyn and they're the eight seed, it's yeah. gonna like that's that's the mark where I think because like in 10 years, no one's gonna care about like oh yeah. they were injured or anything. It's just gonna be that they won a title or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, well, LeBron has a three one comeback and he was an eight seed, won the plan and got all the way there. Which I'm not I gonna don't agree like with 100 argument though. But yeah. I think it's gonna like I think
0: that. it's going to be a. Uh, like a big like turning point. I hope that's not a narrative because that I don't like, because I don't like that because it's like, okay, well, so once again, it's like, it's the same argument as well. We're going to punish LeBron for losing the finals. Okay. We're going to punish Jordan's teams because they were just better in the regular season. Yeah. So it's like, you can't, Oh, he was an eight seed. He was an eight seed because they were out sixty games. It's yeah. not because they were a bad basketball team. Those are mm-hmm. two di- like the Warriors are a legitimate seven eight seed, yeah. right? They that's all that staff is playing out of his mind, yeah. and that's what they have. It is a completely different argument to say, well, you know, LeBron's got his foot amputated, so now that's what's ha- like yeah. that. I, I Nick Wright's going to go hard on that, and that's going to be super. It's going to it's going to be the argument. I'm going to be. I'm just going to tune out of sports for that little bit of time. All right, let's talk Let's talk WrestleMania Backlash year to end this week's show. Um, you know, we're it it is what it is. I, I don't got anything else really to tell you. I, I will say this, though. Oh, real quick before we go to WrestleMania Backlash. Thoughts on Blood and Guts?
1: Oh, me, I thought now? it was
0: awesome. I thought it was really, really good until the last spot. I didn't think it was needed. I, I don't care. I didn't think. I, well, because it it looks it looked really bad. Yeah. No. Like, I saw. Like, I, you know what I mean. Like the crash pattern. Like I get. It. I'm all for wrestler safety, right? Yeah. Totally. Totally for that. Yeah. But like, well, I think I think there's a
1: mixed thing because I'm like there was a camera angle from like the top. That looked, looked a lot shot better. Like that, then one would have cared. But everyone was like, uh, "How dare Chris Jericho not land on concrete?" Well, and I went, dumb. "I went, okay, you guys are dumb because yeah. like you're trying no. to kill some no, fifty no, no. year old dude, no, no. like landing on concrete." No, like
0: I was, and I knew that they were going to have to do something from a finish because they're still trying to keep the inner circle strong, yeah. right? Which, once again, it's like you know he's going to throw off anyway, so it kind of makes him look stupid, not necessarily not strong, but dumb. Yeah, but. Regardless. I just didn't like I just don't think they helped. I I think they just brought on unnecessary um like ridicule Mm -hmm. for a spot that didn't add anything to the match. The match was already good. I didn't need it. I
1: just think fundamentally I hated the ending, but like I say that all the time because I think wrestling like mm-hmm. nowadays like the booking just gets dumb. Like I was like, so because well, t-
0: everyone's got to be strong still. Everyone you got to maintain. Know. everybody's know. But I was like, I was like,
1: high high. yeah. So he's sitting up there and he's like, I'm gonna throw him off, and then all of the inner circle is just like sitting around, like,
0: no, don't yeah, right. do it. Nobody's like, gonna climb. I'm up like, and help I'm like,
1: I'm like, two of you could have just climbed up there and like three right. on one MJF and right. made him submit because I just, three yeah. on one. Well, I was
0: just like, mm-hmm. like, all right. Like I said, I just thought they brought on unnecessary ridicule. Yeah and and complaints from somebody like me, clearly, for doing the spot, yeah. shooting it the way they do It's the same thing with the exploding barbed wire thing, right? Where they they tease it, they tease it, they tease it, they tease it, and yeah. then it's a complete dud. Now, granted, that's a little bit out of their control, clearly, yeah. but like it, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like you're just shooting it's, yourself in your foot it's like for the, no reason. It's,
1: it's the handcuff spot in that one last man whatever yeah. match from right. Roman and KO, right. where I was like, did you really need to do this weird? Right, a you know, third time, it was, third yeah, it's like handcuff you, spot. Like, right. I was like, you don't need. Like, some of these are just like unnecessary. And then he just yeah. randomly chokes them out and wins. Well, I feel no like we're getting like, to a
0: point too, though, with AEW. I, I think with I think there's starting to be a little bit of like an annoyance between WWE and AEW fans because, like, I guarantee you, if WWE did the exact same thing and shot it the exact same way. They'd be getting destroyed. Yeah, right? they, they They always they always covered up with a table or something to make it look less yeah ridiculous. Right. So, WWE does a better job at that. But, a you know, so then I think, you know, AEW fans go, well, WWE does this all the time. And then WWE fans then go and be like, this is like, what do you, yeah. like, why? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I like would say, dynamics. I would
1: say I liked like 33 minutes of the 34 yeah, minute match.
0: Yeah, no, I, like I said, I thought it was a great match. thought it told a great story. Everybody looked good. I think Wardlow showed the fact that he's still kind of green, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I thought he missed a couple spots. Um, but outside of that, I thought. Great job, yeah. all the way through. Also, really, I just really, I, really I
1: just don't like like war game. Match I don't in either. General. It's it's, it's clunky.
0: Dumb. Um, it's hard to because you almost feel like people are kind of standing around mm-hmm. waiting for the the spotlight to be mm-hmm. shifted to each individual person. So it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, I just don't think. I wish they would have just did something into the cage where somebody yeah. catches some people, or you know, or maybe you don't need off the freaking top of the... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just do some... Like, have one of those things where it's a big thing and then MGF just happens to be on top yeah. of him. Well, Something they, accidental to where it's like, everyone's dead, nobody's moving, but MGF magically, ma- you know, appears on top of Guevara, yeah. pins him one, two, three, and then he can come out for the rest of the year and go, I'm the guy. Well, that was the guy.
1: fundamentally the wrong thing is he couldn't pin people.
0: Right, I know, that's what that's I'm saying. They, they shot themselves in the foot of, yeah. like, of like oh they're going to have to give up i'm like well first off no one's tapping here yeah. you know what i mean i was like eh, is just... some was... fundamental issues but from a match like, perspective i really like it. honestly fundamentally like once mj leaves i would just relock the cage and go oh cool it's 5 on 4 right yeah cool yeah yeah, yeah there's there's a couple of problems but anyway solid match okay let's talk WrestleMania back last year and then let's get out of here um you know so we've got I think we got some decent builds going into this show. Um, I'm digging I'm digging the Roman Cesaro thing. Um, you know, we know already what's gonna happen, but I like the fact once I'm still gonna call it out there and people are gonna be mad at me, but uh, SmackDown's the best wrestling show going today. Just telling you, right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just just saying it flat out, right now, I don't think you have from hour to hour, I don't think you have a better sh- cohesive show right now than what than mm-hmm. what Smackdown's doing. Um, and the numbers are starting to show it, too, so that's good. Um, let's just go match-by-match match here and hope to God we see something entertaining.
1: All right. <laughs> what, do, what do we have on the show? Uh, we have um, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode versus the Mysterios for the SmackDown tag titles. The uh, so um, Mysterios are going to take it here finally? Yeah, so Mysterios finally uh, are going to get their win, and... Um,
0: it's going to be a happy dappy moment. It's listen, great. I'm going to be very I, happy. I, listen, them, I, I will take the Mysterio, Rey Mysterio being in the tag division forever as a tag team champion if that means he is never put into the main event of a freaking card again where yeah. he's challenging for the world title because he shouldn't be. Yeah. So, I will okay. take this 100% of the time. Yeah. 100% okay. of the time.
1: Okay, where do I want to go next? Uh we'll go Oscar, t- 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 Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley triple threat match for the Raw Women's
0: Championship. Next. Um I'm going to... Oh, God. Do you think Ripley retains? Or do you think uh, Charlotte somehow comes... I think Oscar has no chance. Oscar has
1: no chance. I think Rhea... How many shows are there to like, SummerSlam? Like, three? Two? I don't know. Because
0: I just read a report, too, that they're maybe trying to bring up... Trying to move Let's up see. SummerSlam, too. So. Money in
1: the Bank, Extreme Rules, and then possibly SummerSlam right after. So there's three more shows. Uh, I'm going to say Rhea wins, because there's yeah. enough shows where, like, Charlotte doesn't take the pin, and then, like, a couple pay-per-views pass by, and then Charlotte, like, comes back, and it's, like, mm-hmm. Rhea versus Charlotte at
0: SummerSlam. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go, okay, yeah. I'm going to go Rhea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I They're they're stealing Ripley's heat because they've got this thing with Charlotte going on right now, which I'm fine with Charlotte being in the spot. I mean, she's she's the top of the game, but, like... You're stealing Ripley being a heel a little bit mm-hmm. with Charlotte doing better heel work than Ripley's doing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean. So you're like, you're really, you're you're, you're you know chopping your nose off to spite your face. Mm-hmm. We'll just continue with the Raw triple threat thing, I guess. So we're going to go <laughs> Braun Strowman,
1: Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley triple threat match for the WWE title. Uh, would there be any way Bobby loses? Probably not. So we're gonna buy it. I don't, I don't on that think one? so.
0: I think the only reason why bronze in is to take the fall. Yeah, I do too. So um, yeah, I'll I don't take, think I'll take Drew Bobby. loses clean on back to back pay per views. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Raw's pretty bad. Okay, um, cool. Raw's. Bad. I agree. Uh, I, I mean, I, I thought I was the only one that's no was thinking Raw and... is raw is rough ra- i mean they're still doing fine ratings wise really enough like from a cable perspective guess, but it's yeah, like it's man is it like i can't watch it like yeah. i just i check to see what like the like the advertised lineup is and i'm going nope um, <laughs> hard pass uh bianca belair versus bailey for the smackdown women's title um, I, can, I can get behind gonna that be a, a great match bit. yep um, bianca belair wins clearly yeah belair
1: belair wins but i can definitely get behind that a little bit yeah Love um, Bailey's character, you right know. What's funny is like the SmackDown ones are better matches, but they're so predictable, and the Raw ones aren't as good. But like, yeah, you can like you can like talk
0: yourself and be like maybe this can happen. Yeah, you can like yeah, decide. For sure. And then, uh, Roman, oh God, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. I'm really excited for this match. I hope this match gets 35 minutes and they just go bananas. Uh, Cesaro is not going to win this match, unfortunately, but no. um, I am very happy to see another guy be put into the main event scene you know i mean think about it dude we had jay uso as a main eventer and now like he's a legit guy yeah i know jimmy's back now which is great it adds another dynamic there who's not aligned with Roman right now either which is cool you mm-hmm. have that wrinkle in there um they did a tease last week on smackdown with him and seth too so you know that's probably around the corner at some point yeah. maybe you got bad guy versus bad guy which i'm totally about because yeah. i think that'll be fun um I love the fact that Cesaro's in this spot. I really do. I think that I think right now SmackDown is just churning out great matches more than anything mm-hmm. else, um, and I'm I'm here for it. I think Roman's going to win. I I thought about our conversation a couple weeks ago when we talked about you know who who is the guy to beat Roman right? If there's a guy, and, yeah, you know, we were talking about The Rock or Lesnar or something like that, and I just if The Rock were to ever come back, I want Roman to beat him so badly. It's like just completely yeah. just dist- I I mean once again, I'm sorry, but. You're not going to find a more compelling character right now than what Roman's doing. It's just not a thing. I'm sorry. You can you can be mad at me. You can say I'm a WWE homer, whatever. But bell to bell, Roman's putting on good stuff from a character perspective. He's putting on good stuff. He's he's never been better promo wise. Mm-hmm. And every all of his stories from a um, a story perspective, his matchups right have all been really solid. I get it. That is predictable, and that's the one problem with having a dominant champion. Um, is like all right. Clearly, he's winning, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know, like to bring up AEW getting an all-out show or double or nothing. You know, you got Pac versus Orange Cassidy to determine the number one contender. You go, okay, neither one of these guys have a remote chance, yeah, a beat. at beating Kenny, right? Yeah. And that's like that's a that's a problem. But at the same time, you're like, but it's a good problem to have when you have somebody so established yeah. at the top of your card, right? It's it's a bummer from a perspective like. There's no mystery. There's no mystery going into this match, yeah. but you know you're gonna get a solid contest. That's what this is gonna be. They need to give him a lot of time, and if Cesaro pushes Roman to the limit, Cesaro is only gonna be more over mm. out of this. Roman is firmly in the John Cena spot, but as a bad guy. Yeah. It is. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Roman for the next like year. I don't even think we need to talk about it. I think it's just Roman every time.
0: Yeah, until I see something different. Yeah. Until I see something different, I don't know who's gonna yeah. you know. And, and especially because until they like start touring and they actually mm-hmm. have like crowds of people, mm-hmm. like they're I just gonna mean, they're yeah, just I gonna mean, be like. I'm just looking at it too. It's like man, because you, you have some guys that could be potential, right? Like Kevin Owens, kind of through. I mean, I'm talking about man. Some of the main event death that they got on SmackDown. Take Daniel Bryan out of it, man. You got yeah. Whew, Yo, it's exciting. Yeah, is he gonna is Daniel Bryan gonna go somewhere? That's you know it's a good thing you brought that up actually because I don't know yeah. like. I don't know if if it's one of those things to where he decides to leave. Here's the problem with him going to AEW, though, okay? Is if he's not going to be in the main event and he's not going to be the guy to beat Kenny, right? Yeah. There's no point in Which enjoying. I think he would be if he went to AEW. Do so you think he'd be the guy to kick out? I think out? he would be. You think he'd be the guy to kick <sighs> out?
1: Ooh. That, that would be the interesting. Ultimate underdog. That would be.
0: That would, I think. You know what I mean? Because
1: AEW is touring yeah. starting in uh, June or July. Yeah. And their all out show is going to be in front of like a. Yeah, I think they're um, going to be like in Florida. Like, yeah, and it's it's going be like 500 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But no, like all out, like the one no, no, in like September. I think yeah. it's going to be like a sold out, like a, ten thousand. Be? Oh, okay, like, because like UFC did it, so I think they're going to get the okay like, like, to do oh, it screw too. It. Yeah, um, I think that if you had Brian Kenny, in oh, the main I mean, event. if you saw Brian versus like, Kenny, you, to main you event, know, you know, the crowd would be so pumped for Daniel mm-hmm. and the reaction because you have to have a sold out crowd for the oh, reaction. Yeah, yeah. But the second he kicks out of the one winged, the crowd would go up. I know. and that, then it would give him enough comeback, he'd hit like a running knee, pin Kenny. Yeah. That would maybe be one of the most memorable moments ever. Moments in wrestling history. Yeah. Kicking out of At the one winged and then memory, and sure. then like beating Kenny. Yeah. So
0: if you now I think that's the only feud though that entices me though it does like, yeah, because it does. anything else is a step like no it's not a dig at aew but if we're talking about it from a like a monetary standpoint yeah. nothing else is money compared to what what brian can do yeah. in the wwe yeah. like it's just not like it's, it's not, not yeah, the I same agree. platform
1: so yeah so i think i i honestly if i had to be like right now like if i actually put a bet on it i would yeah. think that he either stays in wwe or actually goes like new japan or something because yeah. he's always wanted to be in the g1 mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be shocked if he like comes in and Goes wild in the G one. Yeah, him and Osprey, him and him Jay and White, and, yeah, him he, and Okada. Like, there'd be some great matches oh, there oh, in the G one. My um, goodness, which I'd be very pumped for. Mm, uh, mm, but mm.
0: outside of that, I think he probably just goes to WWE. I, I think he not. stays. I don't think he's ever going to be a full time guy, which is okay, yeah. right? We, you know, I think it. I think it's better where we get a four month run, right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, he's on, we're here, he's doing his thing. You know what I mean? Even if he wins the title. Cool, yeah. right? And then allow someone to beat him, like, because he's not—he's in that prime spot where it's like at any time he can win and any yeah. time he can lose. And either way you go, yeah. I can see it. I will say though, at
1: Double or Nothing, if for some reason he did just like come out and just like challenge Kenny right after
0: oh he beats gosh. the shit out
1: of Pac or whoever mm-hmm. he beats the shit out of, or Orange Cassie or whatever, and he's like all
0: out, me and you, I'd be like, I'd be like, well, I do like, would do so many buys. Yeah. it would be the best like, pay per view they ever had. I'm
1: like, I'm like, you could honestly put that pay per view up for like hundred yeah, dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars. I'd, I'd be it. like, I guess I have yep. to buy it because that's yep. going to well, be. Well, you got see ever. it. You
0: have to see. It. The problem is though with that thought is, you have to pay it off. Then you right, do. if you don't, yeah. Like I, I was. When you saw, we watched all out last year together, and I was visibly upset when MJF did not win that match. I was upset. I went, "That was dumb." I was ready for it. Mm -hmm. I felt like a lot of people were ready for it, and they didn't pull the trigger. Now I get why they did it long term. Now I'm like, like, I'm like, okay, fine, fine. but I still think they could have done it and got to the pinnacle the same, a similar fashion. They just didn't need to put them with Jericho. I get why they did it. Give them the rub. I understand, but I was very much ready for it. So. If you're not, it's one of those things, it's great on paper, but if you do it wrong, yeah. I'm going to hate you forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And Christian Cage is like, well, that kills all the wind in my sails yeah. for the three days that I had it. But it's fine. Real quick to end the show, just a quick prediction for this week. You think you think Rusev or Miro takes the TNT title this week? Uh,
1: yes. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, I, think I, think it, I think this is the big enough name to take yeah, the title. I, I
0: think it's time. Okay, all right, that's going to be it, though, for this week's show. We always wind up going tangent after tangent on wrestling for whatever reason. It's a big web we weave. But, all right, next we're going to be talking about the dumpster fire that is the Detroit Tigers. Probably talking maybe a little bit more NBA to kind of see what those seedings are going to finally going to look like. We've got the NFL schedule release as well that Mike is going to do a deep dive on. Like, he does a great job for us every single week. Um, we also may have an interview as well with somebody. This is a surprise for Mike, too. We may have an interview next week. Um, with an uh, insider um, on the NBA side. So looking forward to that as well. You yeah, get my LeBron so. James inside for the first <laughs> time? Not that good. I'm good. I'm not that good. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Mercstone, Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Decker, And we will see you guys, as always, next time.